You are now listening to Audible Eatables, nourishing knowledge for your mind, body, and soul. Mmm, tasty. With me, your host, Daneen. For more, visit audibleeatables.com. Hello, my lovelies, and thanks again for joining me at the table today. I want to start by giving a great big virtual hug to each and every one of you for listening. I've received quite a few happy messages and beautiful words of encouragement from many of you, and it means so much to me to know that what I'm doing here speaks to you in such a positive light. So thank you. On this episode, I want to do things a little bit differently and jump right in to the main course because I feel this topic deserves to stand on its own. Also, it turns out there are no rules to this podcasting thing and because it's mine, I'm allowed to make of it whatever I like. On occasion, life likes to make its own plans regardless of what my intentions may be, so I get a chance to be nimble and work through the changes in the process. Also, this being a relatively new venture, I am utilizing these imperfections and inconsistencies to play around a bit with format and content in new and interesting ways, instead of trying to force a square peg into a chicken egg. That said, this episode will be a little like eating with your hands. Messy, perhaps a bit uncomfortable at times, but delicious nonetheless. On the last episode, we chatted about what I do to invest in myself, the steps I take daily, weekly, and monthly to set myself up for success and make myself a bigger priority in my own world and in turn in the world at large. There's one more thing I do that I neglected to touch on that I consider to be pretty vital in keeping all of my personal investments and myself thriving. And that's to do a check-in at the end of each month. As with any solid investment strategy, I like to keep tabs on what's going well, what's not, things I can change or do better, or just see what I should eliminate if it turns out not to be in alignment with the direction I'm pursuing. As we come to the end of February, which admittedly was not my best month, I noticed quite a few things that were not in sync with my purpose or how I wanted to show up for myself and for others. February was like one of those bunless burgers. I felt the harder I tried to hold it together, the more it fell apart and there were not nearly enough napkins. This month was particularly challenging at times uh, due to schedule changes, work travel, my health wasn't so great. I had a severe lack of energy and, of course, focus because of that. And just trying to balance it all or convincing myself that I could when I wasn't well I fell back into some old patterns that weren't serving me, like making poor food choices and staying up later than normal to get everything done. I also slacked off a bit on my workout and 
This caused me to do a deep dive on why those less than stellar habits had resurfaced. I came to the realization that because I had allowed myself to get stretched a little thin, I couldn't really care for myself the way that I should and I know how to do. And as a bonus snowball effect, after having done the thing that was not kind to myself, I was not easy on myself for regressing and in my mind, messing things up. So for this week's topic, and fittingly in the last hours of this month of love, I'd like to impress upon you the importance of self-love and its friend, self-compassion. In my work on myself, which has been quite extensive and is a constant practice, I, as I touched on the last episode, have been working toward being better to the present me so that future me will be happier, healthier, and more successful. The flip side of that is also forgiving my past self for actions that were not at the time aligned with the person I saw myself to be then, the person I am now, the person that I love the most and want to continue to show love for. Speaking of love, I love the movie You've Got Mail. There's a scene toward the end where Tom Hanks's character, Joe Fox, F-O-X, is on the family yacht talking with his father about his pending divorce and the possibility of finding love again. And Joe says something along the lines of, right, yeah, to find the one single person in the world who fills your heart with joy. And then the father goes on to joke about how ridiculous that sentiment is. But it's the moment that Joe finally knows that Kathleen is that person for him. That quote always stuck with me for some reason. And for years and years, I'd hoped to find that for myself. The one person who filled my heart with joy. One day, very recently, I realized I was going about it all wrong and that I already had. But it wasn't another person. It was me. I fill my heart with joy. And I also realized that if I can't do that, nobody else even stands a chance. That revelation forever altered my view of myself and the world I'm capable of creating. When I came to the realization that I alone am the only person directly responsible for my own happiness and success, whether that be in business, life, or love, I knew I owed it to myself and to others to make it my soul's purpose to prioritize everything I want and need in life. And by doing so, everything else will fall into place. And when I don't, or I try to force something that doesn't fit, then everything falls out of place, much like in the aforementioned bunless burger. Here's one thing I know for certain. 
And it is an absolute for absolutely every one of you as well. I am the only person I will spend my entire life with. Let me repeat that. I am the only person I will spend my entire life with. So why wouldn't I show and give myself all the love that I can? If you're like me, you probably spend quite a lot of your time caring for others. And of course, we should care. But all too often, we do so at the expense of our own well-being. I've made a career out of caring for others. And while it's important for me, for those whom I cook for, to be nourished and happy, it is also always vital for me to enjoy that process. I've had to pull back from overworking myself, overcommitting, and I've had to learn how to work with the stressors in my work life in a healthier way over the years. Sometimes lessons reappear in our lives to make certain we had learned all we could. And I clearly had not yet done that given the struggles that I faced last month. I'm sure you've heard the saying, you cannot pour from an empty cup. But how many of us, myself included, put others' needs ahead of our own? Why don't we love ourselves just as we do those most important to us? Why don't we use words of encouragement instead of belittling ourselves when we don't meet our own impossible standards? Why do we harm ourselves over showing ourselves a bit of compassion? I would not treat anyone else that way, so why would I do it to myself? All of this, in my opinion, comes down to a lack of self-love and our inability to find ourselves deserving of love, a shame we harbor based on something, some time, someone in our past that made us doubt how lovable we truly are. Not loving ourselves can show up in so many different ways. Thinking we are not good enough and needing gratification from outside ourselves. Not expressing our ideas or feeling free to be ourself. Not spending quality time alone. Not pampering yourself or getting meaningful rest. Not being true to our inner nature or true self. Not taking pride in our abilities, physical appearance, or health, or simply feeling lost or out of control. In my case, and this is a super fun one, I tend to self-sabotage when things are going extremely well because deep down in my subconscious, there is a part of me that still believes I don't deserve love happiness, or success. I know this isn't true, but that has all too often been a part of my beautifully flawed human experience. When everything is sunshine and rainbows, that leads me to lose sight of what's important and lose control of the reins a little. To not take care of myself as well as I know how to do. 
to revert to the old version of me that didn't make healthy choices and to overexert myself to the point of exhaustion. I relapsed into some of those bad habits this past month and I revisited how difficult it can be to end a bad cycle once it's begun. Luckily, because I've been working to be a better me, I was able to spot and end the cycle before I fell too deeply down the rabbit hole. Instead of getting completely down on myself for taking up an old habit or repeating an outdated pattern, I made it a point to congratulate myself on how far I've come. Remembering that I will make mistakes and this probably will not be the last time I falter. My work now is to catch myself when I've made a misstep, when I stop showing myself the love I deserve, and to course correct before I stumble completely off the path. Now, recognizing and resolving these self-limiting beliefs and their side effects in real time is not easy, but with practice, it has been getting easier. When thoughts of reverting to an old pattern present themselves, I now take the opportunity to pause and reflect on the outcome of the action in question. Will that serve me? Is that good for me? Is that how I show myself love? I remind myself that I am not the person I was last year, not even last month or last week. I am now, and now, and now. And I am love. Realizing that I can do something about the now me, stop the cycle of sabotage, or whatever it may be in the moment, makes redirection and reset not such a daunting task. And it's much easier than continuing to have to relearn the lesson. I'm probably going to severely butcher a Churchill quote, but I think he was one that said something about choosing progress over perfection. And that is something I continually remind myself of. The universe has a funny way of proving a point sometimes, and it did just that the other day for me. At the moment, I am reading, among other things, War and Peace. It is definitely not for the faint of heart, but if you need some inspiration on making life-altering changes, and you're up for the challenge, there are some true gems in that book. One of the main characters, Pierre, meets a Freemason on his travels and they get to talking about the trials and tribulations he's gone through in his life. The Freemason then makes a remark that it's no wonder that Pierre has come to hate his life as he does, since he has been mistreating it so badly. The quote that really struck a chord with me that I came upon this last week, ironically, was, if you hate it, change it. Purify yourself, and insofar as you purify yourself, you will learn wisdom. This prompted me to take my love for myself a bit more seriously, and to the next level, I guess to purify my thoughts and actions so the wisdom 
can shine through. To be fully committed to a life more loving toward myself. And what is the most common way to show your commitment to the one you love? Than to share vows. So, as cheesy as it may sound, I wrote vows to myself. And I put them in a place where I can see them and recommit the love to myself every day. Since this is such a personal experience, I encourage you to sit with this for a bit and think of what you would vow to yourself. I will share a few of mine so that if you need a jumping off point to write your own, you have a model. Number one is I vow to show myself love and treat myself with kindness and compassion. Number two, I will only give my time and myself to people and things that are in my best interest. Another one and a big one for me is I vow to nourish my mind, body, and soul to the best of my ability. Another one that stuck out uh, that I really love from yet another book I'm reading called Resilience, and I kind of borrowed it uh, from Dr. Rick Hansen, and I kind of made it my own a little bit, but it says, I will be fiercely committed to my own life. I chose to put these next to my bed so when I wake up, I can recommit to myself each morning, and at night before I sleep, I can go back through my day and reevaluate if I was able to keep my vows to myself, which is quite important. I find this gentle reminder of having these vows in a predominant place really grounds me in my purpose and alignment to my dreams and also my presence in the world. Our relationship with ourselves shapes every other relationship we have. An added benefit of loving ourselves When we show others how to treat us, it gives them a model of how they should treat us as well. If you treat yourself poorly, others will too. But if you're kind to yourself, compassionate with yourself, love yourself, others will also follow suit. Now, in the honor of true self love, I see no harm in indulging in. A little bit of dessert. So I'd like to do something new today and guide you all through a very short meditation. This meditation will help you to feel what it's like to show yourself some love. It's something that I hope you'll come back to when you're feeling that you are not deserving of love or are needing to reconnect to the love you already have inside you. Feel free to pause here if you need to find a comfortable position. You can be sitting or standing. You can do this walking around if you'd like, or you can even lie down. You can close your eyes if that's appropriate, or simply lower them and keep a soft gaze. 
Release any tension you may be feeling by scanning the body for tightness or unease. And just let yourself settle in here. We'll begin by taking a few deep breaths. You'll breathe in and fill your belly and chest. Then open mouth, breathe out. One more time. Breathe in and breathe out. Return to breathing naturally and focus on your breath where you feel it most. That could be in your belly or your chest or in the air coming in and out of your nostrils. Now, I want you to repeat the words I say in your head to yourself as though you were speaking them to a dear friend. I want you to focus on really feeling the intention of these words and take them into yourself. If your mind begins to wander, that's okay. Focus on your breath and gently bring yourself back to these words. I wish you happiness today. I appreciate you and everything you do. I wish you good health and peace of mind. You are beautiful. You are doing great. You are enough. You are worthy of love. I love you. Sit in stillness with these words for a moment and hold this feeling of self-love. Breathe in and fill your body with the life-giving, loving breath. And breathe out. Slowly bring your awareness back to the present moment. This concludes this meditation. I know this can be a lot to take in if this is your first time with meditation or a self-love practice. So if you need to pause here and reflect, please do so. Otherwise, I'd like to thank you for being here today and for letting me try some new things. I'm hoping to sprinkle short little meditations like this into more of the episodes on occasion. So I would love to hear your thoughts on including these. And since I'm now throwing ideas against the wall to see what sticks, I also would love any feedback from you on what's working and what isn't. I would really like for this to become a resource for you, for us all to live our best lives. So anything you have to share helps me so much to provide a better, more fulfilling experience. Also in an upcoming episode, I would like to treat this like an actual dinner party and do a little Q and A. So send me your questions or any topics that intrigue you. You can send them to my email or message me directly on social. 
bonus points and I'll share your voice if you record yourself asking the question. I'd like the format to be, my name is, my question is, if you wouldn't mind when you do share those. My email will be in the show notes along with a few other relevant links that provided inspiration for this episode. I really appreciate you all being here and I hope you all have a wonderful month of March ahead. See you real soon.